You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 50 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton. And on today's episode, Reach returns to the show, um, and we had to call kind of an audible here. So we had originally planned to do a Queendom 2 episode 3 full discussion for the entire episode, but on April 16th at Coachella, CL performed on the main stage, the Head in the, the, head in the Clouds um, 88 Rising stage, and then at the very end of the performance, 21 returns back all four members sandara minzi bomb all joined cl um and this very memorable very historic moment for for k-pop for this group so i had to talk about the reunion with uh, my dear friend reach who is also a 70 year old old head um you know he grew up with 21 so i think the timing was just right for us to really get into it you know we talk about just our emotional journey with 21 and what it meant for us having the group back together again. Um, and then we get into the Queendom 2 discussion where we talk about uh, the last episode. Um, and yeah, we, we just go into a lot of details about, you know, how we felt. And um, yeah, just a lot, a, lot of good, a lot of good vibes today, I would say. A lot of good vibes, a lot of, a lot of great timing on our part. And um, yeah, just uh, really, really good to have uh, my buddy reach to, you know, emotionally support me. Through, through all of this. Uh, just a lot of good things in K-pop right now. Something for everyone. All right, let's get into it. Coming up, my chat with Reach on the Soju Sessions. Joining Soju Sessions, um, a very thoughtful, um, multilingual, worldly, old folks person as well. Um, he probably also is around 70, 80 years old, just like me. Um, I grew up with K-pop the majority of his life. Um, he is a big 21 fan as well. The one and only, Reach. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how's it going? I'm back. It's great to have you. Um, you know, we had planned some things ahead of time, but yesterday at Coachella, when CL performed on the main stage, you know, as she does with 88 Rising, she killed it, absolutely. And then she went into her final song, Hello Bitches. You know, a religious experience if you've ever seen it live. I saw it live <laughs> at, uh, at um, Head in the Clouds in the fall uh, to, last year. Amazing, amazing performance. And then she disappears off backstage. The dancers are finishing up the set. The lights go down. The smoke machine continues. And up out of the ashes, four shadows. That could only be 21 reunite on the stage of Coachella 2022. Reach, how do you feel about the girls... They're back. They're here. Um, and they, they absolutely destroyed that Coachella stage. Um, what are your first overall feelings, um, takeaways just from the idea that they're back? Honestly, the way you just describe it right now, 
Like I can just picture it in my head. I, I hair standing up. Uh, sadly, I found out through a tweet because I couldn't. You know, I, I can't go to Coachella. But I think uh, I tried to find out lots of fan camps, lots of videos. Of course, they're there. And you just you just uh, shared me a really good one, really good high quality one. Yeah, man. No, um, I was not actually by my computer when it, it happened. Um, I was away and then my phone started to blow up. I got messages from friends like, hey, did you see this? It's like, what? And then they sent me Twitter links. And I was like, I, I'm not on Twitter as much as you think I am, but OK. And then uh, it's I saw the image of the four members in the shadows and I lost my mind. I had to stop everything. I opened up my phone. I, I, I watched it. I watched the different cuts. Um, there was the um, official stream that people had cut and then re-uploaded um, onto yeah. the internet, um, YouTube, Twitter. Um, it was there for a good, I would say like five or six hours. Um, this morning it was removed. So that official one is gone, but there is a fan cam that has over a million views right now. Um, it's like 1.4 million views. Saw it's, that one. It's, it's a great quality version. Um, you get the, to me, it felt like I was in the crowd. I was like, oh, this is a perfect like viewpoint. Um, shout out to the person does not move. You get the whole thing. Um, so CL ends her set with Hello Bitches and then the surprise reveal happens. This is exactly the setup from Mama 2015, where CL is kind of at the height of her powers at that point. Um, much like right now, I feel like CL has a renaissance as far as her new album um, uh, in 2021, uh, touring, the fact that she is so recognizable to a lot of OG K-pop fans, but really hits the appeal of kind of the Western hip hop R&B um kind of vibe um you know she is very multilingual as well so she is doing all yeah. the shows um how do you feel about this kind of being a parallel um poetry if you will to that moment in 2015 you know i i, I don't know what to think because i was literally about to sleep you know i did my uh, my social uh, routine before sleep you know i saw it and i i sleep like two hours later pretty much <laughs> Oh, I, it brings back so much watching Mama. What year was it? 2015. Seven years 15? ago. Yeah. Felt like so long ago. But, you know, when they disbanded, they disbanded like a really bad. It was like an awkward, no, not sure. It's not It's not a clean. Can you say disbandment? Yeah, they fair this disbandment, um, dismantling, however you want to put it, it was, it it, it wasn't clean. Yeah, it wasn't clean. It, it was very much indicative of kind of like the old traditional company way of like controlling your idols, right? Uh, I, it, it feels like things have gotten better just in modern times, but I think that yeah. was still like a inflection point of oh no, like these companies still feel like they have control over people, right? Um, you know. Say what you will about YG, all the positive and negative things that they've done over the past couple of years. That was still just a really tough point that I think pushed people off of YG completely. Um, but kind of let's get into the performance a little bit. So, you know, we, we we get the girls coming back through. What was your favorite moment or member um, that uh, when you saw them, you're like, oh, here we go. We're, we're back. Minji did 
not gay. I once cussed a mother effing beat. She is just literally just she just performed yesterday and then second stage today. I mean, she was very. We know she's a great dancer, but today she's like she's like as if like she hadn't danced in like months or years. To be honest, I haven't. Uh, I didn't follow her solo career, so I don't know how that's going. But this stage, I think, kind of um, they describe what 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 being on stage for her, because I, I I was I was just wow. That I to be I mean, I, I know it's CL stage, but I think she's like the most uh, eye eye catching. Hundred percent. I echo everything that you mentioned about Minzy. Um, just for for background on her solo career, she's had a few ups and downs with different label changes. Um, I think right now Did. she is, yeah. Um, so right now she's doing her own thing with her own label. I think with her sister. Her songs have been hit and miss. I've tried them. Uh, I've tried listening to them. She did a song in Tagalog. Very cool. Wow. Um, very famous in the Philippines for a brief number of years. Um, Twenty one being famous in the Philippines. Um, the fa- the fandom definitely followed her, and um, she did. Uh, I don't remember the details, but I do know that she was doing work in, at a dance studio, um, either as a director at the dance, dance studio or just working on choreography with up and coming uh, dancers. So mm-hmm. she's still like keeping those muscles fresh, right? But you know, to what extent? Because we don't really see her performing anymore. Um, but like you said, when you see her and just go into her dance section. It's not really a solo because she's up there with the four members, but she yeah. just explodes off the stage. And you're like, wow, you're, you're back. Wow. Amazing. Right. They are the best. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 21. I mean, honestly, like I, I'm really good at parroting Korean, um, all thanks to 21. And I think with 21, because a lot of those members are multilingual, they pronounce things in a way that is similar to how I would pronounce it. That makes sense, right? So I can at least uh, yeah. follow the, the cadence of how they would sing certain um, words or lyrics. Um, and it just, it's, it's just, I mean, that, that's the special thing for 21 for me, right? It's just like I can connect in so many different aspects of like how I grew up with K-pop to them. Um, I, I, I wanna, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, well, let, let me, let me shout out Bomb. First, for being there, um, you know, I, I think, I think for the most part, like we, I, I think she's still a great vocalist, but I think her performance ability definitely has, um, you know, declined with age. I think if if you don't practice, if you don't do it often, it's definitely a yeah. thing. But she, she was a trooper. She hung in there and she did the choreography, and she, honestly, I was just happy to see her um, doing her thing. Me too. Me. I mean, if you kind of like look at all the four members, we know CL is active. Even in, even if we haven't seen her much, I know we know she's been working back trying to get things out. As Minzy, of course, she has her solo stuff. Also, we saw her. What was that show when she did with us? The Something Sisters. Yes. Is it? Um, it's the it's the show yeah. with Somi. And Tiffany was on there too, I think, for a season. Yeah, that's a season one. It's the second season. Yeah. 
Um, but I, we know, well, I forgot the name, but I'll, I'll back to it. Um, this is Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't remember well, the Korean title, but I think that's the, the English one that you can search and you can find pictures of Somi. <laughs> Just like her thumbnail, right? But we saw Minzy there and she, you know, she's like, hasn't skipped a beat either. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot, I've seen a couple clips of small performances and appearances she's made. Um, Dara hosted um, a talk show, a variety show, uh, uh, pretty regularly over the past couple of years. And then she had Minzy yeah. on last, oh, it's like two years ago now, 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she she did like a dance bit and she's definitely like all, all like, you can tell she hasn't missed a beat, right? So let's yeah. let's, let's jump into Dara. Um, that's Ate Dara for me. All the Filipinos, we have claimed her. Um, for you, for those who don't <laughs> know, Dara grew up in the Philippines. So born in Korea, raised in the Philippines. Um, her dad um, moved the family there for business. She is fluent in Tagalog. She has said several times that she is far more fluent in Tagalog than she is in Korean. Amazing. So yep. we as Filipinos have claimed her. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Reach, when you saw the shadow and the outline of the hair, what were you thinking? How did it stay up? How does it stay up? Because she danced so hard and that thing was straight as like a needle. Like cement. Um, <laughs> uh, very, I guess, uh, the upgraded version of her that's a, that's a signature look like that um that tie up mm-hmm. that hairstyle that's like a signature look from the original i'm the best mv uh just everyone go back look at all of uh work yeah just like just like when big bang came out you know everyone just go everyone went back and uh study uh, yeah, and re-listen to Bang. all of their songs and discography. Yeah, I did. I I spent three days listening to Big Bang last last week. It was last week. Holy crap! Yeah. Um, was it really only last week? Yeah, it, it's been it's less than a week between Big Bang and Twenty One. What year are we? Are we in a time machine? Wait a minute. Was there any airport pictures of CL? Because I I didn't search that far. I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't follow too much just because I had FOMO. Because I kind of did want to participate and go to Coachella with that with that lineup, um, and I saw the '88 Rising um, like headshots, and I was like, "God damn it, Jackson's gonna be there." Why? Yeah, because I saw Jackson's picture, boy. <laughs> <sighs> that, but that guy. Back to twenty-one. Um, I'm surprised, like no one caught anybody, any of the members in the airport. Same. Right. Okay. So. Uh, for the most part, I don't think this was leaked. I, I don't, I have no recollection. Um, I, I would like to consider myself someone who's pretty plugged into Twitter and just seeing random things, especially with CL. Um, For sure. But I had no idea. And I, I don't know how they kept this under wraps. Shout out to the PR crew for like hiding the girls on planes. It's like, what? How? Um, they probably traveled alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a good possibility that Dara, Minji, and Bomb may have been in California, like maybe like a week or two weeks in advance, like at different times, of course. Um, 
just to like, you know, mess with like the, the scheduling, um, and everything. And it just, that, that, that is a, uh, a coordinator's, uh, MVP award right there for, for getting all right. of this. And there are no. Yeah. Um, well, mission accomplished. For real. Um, big shout out to, uh, Dara's shoe that she kicked and, uh, went missing in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she went and kill, killed the performance anyways. Um, and then of course we got, we got to give it up to CL for, for, you know, having the stage and making it happen for all of them. Because, um, I think, you know, her, what, what she's been through over the past couple of years, reinventing herself, reintroducing herself to a brand new audience of, um, K-pop listeners, um, and Western listeners, Western audience listeners, and now kind of being, a, a very visible representative I would say everything from the Met Gala outfit still kind of etched in my brain to um, all the oh my god that outfit yeah yeah to to all the music that she's done recently never thought I'd, I'd get this much CL in 2021-22 so yeah no just... dare dare I say CL is also low key a social talk nation because he made a spicy song reach. You, uh, you are a champion today on that one. Um, if we can manifest a way for um, boom, CL to come on to the Soju Talk main show podcast and really work in the idea of uh, being spicy, then you know I think you are responsible for that. If that is uh, the case, <laughs> I am a nobody. I have no numbers <laughs> to any of their connections. No, but you have a uh, you have good manifesting energy. Is how I feel about that. All right. Um, we went a little long on it, but I think it 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 definitely deserves the extra time on uh, on the show today. All right, let's move into uh, the the main topic of of our conversation today. We've got Queendom two episode three. Um, we've got a couple performances. We've got a couple um, you know lead ins. Uh, let me let me just go over kind of the first forty five minutes of the show real quick. So it was a recap of the swap. Of the different songs going to different teams. So um, you had Hyorin selecting Luna, Uju Sonyo selecting G Friend, VVZ, and then the last two, the Brave Girls and um, Kepler, being paired up, and they would switch um, songs. It was a long 45 minutes, I would say. Um, they, they filled in a lot of things. Uh, there was a spoiler game, something like that. Um, Reach, yeah. how did you feel about this episode, just in general? Um, and kind of what are your, your thoughts about the, the way that they're characterizing some of the members? Well, personally, I like, I enjoyed it. Uh, it felt, felt short because I really like Grammy competition. And I especially like, like all the... I don't know about you, Chris, but I really like... I wouldn't say like it, but I don't... I don't have the way uh, I guess 45 minutes before the first stage yeah um, I, best I, episode so far mm. alright I mean, we're right. only 30 in so it's kind of a small choice but I think in terms of content best episode nice um, I think so let me, let me kind of just uh, clarify what, why I felt like the 45 minutes was long I don't mind the backstory and the characterizations and like the fun stuff that happens, right? I just feel like the editing team 
um, or however they decided to edit this episode, I didn't understand it. Uh, they, they, they showed a lot of previews to outfits and stages that were just going to happen like in the next 10 minutes. So the surprise for me was, felt like it was uh, pulled away a little bit. Um, and then they, they cut to certain group activities for groups that you knew were not going to perform on the, on that episode. Um, and by what I mean by that is they show you the, um, the order, the performance order. So, you know, the top three typically will go in the last half of the episode. So mm-hmm. they were showing Kepler things and it's like, Kepler's not performing today. It's like you, we know this, that they're not performing. And yet, you know, they, they gave us a lot of, um, just a lot of random shots of things that didn't feel like there was any sequence or order to it. I think that's for me why. I think usually I'm okay with it. I'll say the first two episodes, the editing felt different. So I was fine with it being long. Um, but for me, the first 45 minutes is like, oh, I, I feel so disconnected. Um, but I then, think. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if I can chime in, uh, I think we're forgetting Kepler is a net child, right? All the other produced. So, didn't they put Kepler uh, in the teaser and first part? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, fair? I yeah, I, I think it, I think it's fair. Uh, I think it, it's fair that Mnet would want Kepler definitely in the front and center. Um, I think my only issue, well, I wouldn't say issue. I would say the thing that rubs me the wrong way is the fact that the main story for Kepler in the first two episodes was that we're not just Mnet's children. I'm just like. You know, the production, you decided I, to edit the story this way, and then you do the, the exact opposite with the amount of screen time and story that you're telling with the group, right? So I feel like there's okay. a little bit of disconnect there. It's like, on the one hand, you're telling us they're not your children, but then you're treating them like your children. It's like, and then that, there's no fault of the group themselves. They're working very hard. They're very cute. They're very adorable. I love the way they interact, uh, especially with Brave Girls. So, you know, no, um, you know, nothing towards the members themselves. It's just, I, I feel like the, the producers are giving us mixed signals here. And if you've ever dated anyone giving mixed signals reach, it's not a fun <laughs> time. Speaking of spoilers, out spoilers, um, I also caught it after like, uh, I think I'm watching it. Spoiler, I watched it. Um. There's this, you know, the scene where they just arrive at their their waiting rooms. We we are we already saw what. Uh, Say one more time. You cut out a little bit. We saw we saw what Luna big mo. It was because that was what they were wearing. Yeah. Waiting room. Yeah. So I guess I guess I understand that part of the spoiler because when they came out, well I. Don't yeah, it's it's just, it's just the way that it was cut, right? Like, I feel like there is a way to show Luna in their waiting room in their outfits, where within the context of the story, you don't know why they look that way or like why they're wearing that outfit, right? Um, but then they kept cutting to the actual stage, and then you see the three outfits, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, this is my, my small thing about the show. It's like, I feel like well, th- this episode specifically, I feel like it's edited very strange. Um, shout out to the guests um, in the audience. So they did have a couple um, idols this week. So they had Pentagon and the boys. Um, and then they had G-Idol. 
Mini, Neon, and Yuchi. I will call her Yuchi. <laughs> and then AOA, oh, which yeah. and Hejang, I think. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, just a quick couple of um, nice words to the contestants and the uh, crossover um, swap challenge, which is just very fun and um, very epic. If you do remember the AOA performance doing um, Egotistic by Malamu. All right, uh, let's get into the performances. We got the first one, Wuju Sonyo, Cosmic Girls covering Navalera by G-Friend. Um, some of the stories that throughout were, uh, for me, X's hair. Thank you. You know, a change of color. Uh, and the Monster X coming through with Jihoni uh, and Hongwon. Um, I, I just, I really want to pronounce these names correctly. So I've really taken my time. <laughs> what did you think about the stage, uh, the performance, and just overall about G-Friend, Uju uh, Sonya covering G-Friend's Navalera? First of all, Shout out to the team that remixes all the first stage. Uh, they're they're uh, usually even the 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 music is not really for me at least not heat friendly I guess for me, but these songs are boy like I download immediately. Especially, I really like how they mix Lara. They add their X's rap highlight point, uh, and the the sh- the the chanting part. No, uh, no, even attempt to uh, do that. Um, I really like the the theme. Um, did not like the CG they did. It. So trolling. Ocean. They have this. <laughs> I guess I can say like a cheap CG on the side of some smoke. Threw me off, but then they slayed that one. Um, of all the three, I would say second best of the of that night. Nice. And what? No, no, that. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I echo what you said about the kind of rearrangement and a little, I don't know if this is officially like a remix, but there's definitely new parts incorporated into this song, right? Um, it definitely captures the G-Friend feel. Um, you know, when the strings come in, you immediately feel G-Friend, but then your eyes tell you it's Uju Sonyo. Um, I, I love the dark fantasy concept for the stage as well. Um, very technically sound, I would say, top to bottom, all the members performed it well yorm i'm gonna call her yorm yorm yorm's um Numbers. right yeah yummers um her story was that she um wants to showcase more of her dancing ability um than she showed in the past right where she feels like she has done would you sonya stuff um as a dancer but now she really wants to showcase herself as um a, a focal point and she got a lot of tips from Juhani and Hyung Won um, from Monster X. Um, I think that's a cool inclusion to have um, Monster X come through um, and really you know, guide them and coach them in different ways. Um, and, and she pulled it off really nicely on stage as well. Um, and then I do want to shout out Yeonjung's vocals. I feel like she is, she's always been a very strong vocalist for, for the group. 
but it's really nice to see her on stage doing it in a competition show, um, especially in front of a crowd. I think that the crowd responds really nicely to her, um, at least as far as I'm interpreting it on the show. Um, any closing thoughts that you have for uh, Sonio covering Navalera? Well, I just want to say I, I really like when Masa X came out and helped them. Because uh, it's really rare to see, I guess, Hanbei with kind of, you know, interact the way they do. I think they're really close. These days, they just, it's just like, don't as much within. Um, Yoram did great. I love the stage. I like uh, the concept for the CG. Um, yeah, no, it's it's cool to see that collaboration, right? I think the process is always the nice part to see for shows like this. Um, and it, it does add a little bit of uh, you know, drama to what happens on stage. But again, it, they pulled it off quite well. Um, I think I'm... I like this stage because it's Wuju Sonyo doing a G-Friend. Um, but just objectively, kind of in the, the scope of what the per, what the um, comp, what the challenge is, I think I have a stage I like her a little more. A little to a lot more. And this is not a knock on G-Friend G and Uju Sonyo. I keep calling it G-Friend. I just want to call it G-Friend. I know it's BBZ, okay, guys? I know it's BBZ. <laughs> um, but it, it's just one of those where I, I really... G-Friend for life. G-Friend for life, for real. Like, they... I'm just going to call him VVZ uh, G-Friend. We're just going to do that. Okay, that's what the show is. G-Friend is on this show. And that's it. Because, man, I just they're doing all the songs. But yeah, you. Let's, all right, let's just move on to the, the, the song that I'm alluding to, the cover. So we have Luna covering Shake It by Sistar. Yep. My goodness. All right, let me just start with um, Amazing that Hyorin came over and help them out coach them really cute that they were working on the choreography together um it, it's kind of a early 2010s a little bit of sus choreography but the way they play it off was that it was, it was kind of endearing it's like eh, it's, it's kind of cute i'm like okay fine and then it wasn't the, a point of emphasis i would say on the stage to begin with the song itself oh actually and then one more thing so i love the process of showing Heejin? Pretty sure it's Heejin, right? I wrote down Heejin. I could... Uh, well, depends on what you're going to talk about here. Heejin and Eve splitting the responsibilities for the choreography. Oh, yes, yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. I, I've made a mistake on notes before writing different members' names, so I'm just sometimes I gotta double check. Prime. It's... it's I mean, there's 12 members. I'm so sorry. But I know their faces. I know their faces. I swear to God. Um, yeah, really cool process showing kind of Heejin taking the lead with the choreography and then Eve... Um, very capable as well. Um, you know, she is an amazing dancer, so it does make a lot of sense that she is organizing them, at least on the back half of the choreography. So really cool. A song? Man. Okay, so what for, well, the first thing that came to mind is they have a B-side called Wow on the most recent EP. That, that is also a very retro song, so that the first kind of evokes that feeling for me. But the way that they took a Sistar song kept the spirit of the song it was just like shake it okay i'm shake not it. i'm not gonna sing it but it just 
it, it's, it. it's stuck in my head right like you know like the sister part of it but they there is a way where it feels very luna right there's like a bright luna-ness to it um and then 1950s concept very theatrical got suits got some nerds and then you got pencil skirts what more could you ask for um reach you're an enormous luna fan um you know how how are you feeling sir boy you know we've we've been waiting since episode two for the live stage front of the crowd here we are got it they delivered best stage of the episode uh, how can I begin? I mean, Heejin is just, a, she's, I think everyone doesn't understand how great of a dancer. If you see all, she, she pops like God, uh, and she can teach everyone. I, I, I don't know how the, how she's not, how this group is not popular in Korea, you know? But, I love this stage. I love the musical esque theme. Musical esque. Yeah. What are they doing? Very, very musical theme. Um, kind of in in a bar, like a nineteen fifties bar, but then kind of showing like the uh, the city, uh, big city feel. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the, those suits, right? Um, no, no jackets on some of the members. It's just the uh, suspenders with baggy pants. Oh my, my brain. Go on, continue. I, I cannot. <laughs> what? Where was I? How, why am I gonna? How am I gonna? Uh, you, and, uh, you blacked out. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I watched it so many times, but I, you know, when you start talking about it, everything just, just fill your mind. I want to talk about. Let's talk about. Like, uh, okay, let's talk about my favorite part, the Kim lip growl. You know, what I'm talking about. I have it written down too. <laughs> the Kim lip. <laughs> Oh my god. I had and then um of course the the outfit change they didn't just change out of they didn't just go outside and change. They had their back dancers rip it out and just Hey, we here. We're Luna. This is what we do on stage and then I I love the cuts when they switch to the uh especially when they switch to XE, they're like cuz I can I can tell like, she was so proud of her stage. See, like, yeah, we did our stage. We did great. No mistakes. I'm satisfied. And then, I don't know. I feel like when she saw that stage, uh, when saw stage, she's like, she like her halfway the space kind of wanes away. Like, like we could have done better. And props to Luna. Who I guess I don't wanna bad but like she they demoralized their their this thing yeah i i I love the reaction shots that they go to the other other groups um you know g friend was very happy and excited for them um kepler just children just children just happy about happy to just be there um, you know, Hyoran, you know, she was kind of, she was glowing. It's like, she felt so, it felt like she, she 
was just so happy for her little sisters to do her song. And it's like, oh my God, amazing. I was just like, great. Um, and then we have Brave Girls, you know, they they very, I feel like Brave Girls and Uju Sonia had similar reactions, right? Yeah. Especially XE. Um, But just to kind of set the table of like what this means for the rest of the show, I think that they utilize what it means to perform in front of a live audience second best I, I still think Hyorin's was probably the best so far but it's it's how do you uh, engage the audience how do you do things on stage to keep everyone's attention um in different aspects to different members i mean freaking chu and the the bar scene where she's dragged across on the on the um the i think they put a sheet on the tablecloth tablecloth yeah. yeah brilliant right it's like it's kind of those little like small visual details where it's like oh yeah this is definitely a stage performance um in addition it's to just play. yeah it's a play right um and then they had the curtain and they were doing like a little curtain bit um and then of course like you said the, the rip away clothes just like blew my mind it's like oh this is this is what we're doing and um you know shout out to my favorite member eve and her outfit. <laughs> Calm down now. We can't really think anymore. So we're just going to end it there. Because uh, <laughs> I love this song. I'm listening to the song nonstop. So I absolutely love it. Um, and uh, yeah, very thematic. I think that is is what really um, pops as far as what you want from a stage performance. Right. And I think the concern that XC has uh, is I'm just interpreting this is that um you know, they did something that was very Wuju Sonyo parallel, right? Where, yeah. you know, they did something kind of, you know, it, it, that's in the real house. Where, like, within Luna, I don't think we've seen a bright concept for Luna for three years. So thank you for coming back. Coming home, Luna. Please do more of these. I hope this is a jumping off point for just, like, more bright concepts. All right. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was about to uh, echo that uh, that Luna, you know, if you look at their I guess main title tracks, not really, you know, this happy go to bright vibes like the stage. That's why such a one eighty appreciate. Yeah, right. It's it's a surprise, but it's familiar. We want, and also to your point, I think we talk about. Uh, stage i think it's also kind of a similar line their first stage right it's a fantasy like serious with the with their time time concept first stage and this one yeah you know, it's uh i mean they're two different stages but they have like this vibe yeah yeah we just know it seems like they're creating a, a similar thread between the two stages um, where Luna, it's just like each stage is going to be different. And it's like, yes, that, that's how you really just like captures people on people's imagination by surprising them. Right. Yeah. Luna. God, amazing. This is, this is what we wanted and we got it. So th- thank you to, to the amazing members. All right. The last, uh, the last performance for this episode is brave girls covering mask by kepler uh, a bit of a surprise i guess i mean kepler doesn't have very many songs um the storyline here is that three out of the four members tested positive for covid and were experiencing symptoms very rough symptoms um yuna was the only one that i 
that did not um, get COVID. So she was holding down the forts and then they were cutting away to Minyoung, Yujung, and Unji, um, you know, coughing, really feeling kind of the, um, the, the illness, um, really unfortunate and sad. Um, but they powered through. The, the sage concept was a heist. Um, now you see me inspiration with like sleight of hand and um, illusions and suits. We got more suits. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm so happy for suits. Give me more. Uh, Reach, what did you think about uh, Brave Worlds covering mask and make really making it their own? This remix is the best. I think it's my favorite of the three songs. Because I really like the Brave. I'm a sucker for Brave. The Brave Entertainment. The Brave Brothers sound it did. Just connect very uh, to the ear. Uh, can rep- I, I did repeat it more as I do. If they're great, but perhaps the. As for. I think we all know they're going to do mask because Kepler only have two songs. They did also a strategy planning part part of the episode. They were trying to do said the girl the nine and nine songs. And I was praying don't please don't do this. <laughs> they're very relatable because they're um like me, they are uh older. And try to they try their best. I think they try to uh, go outside their boundaries, but glad in the earlier stages they kind of stick in their uh, comfort zone. Um, choreo, you know, Brave Girls is great, but I, I think they're kind of. Uh, they held back on choreo. Um, they singing, I think, is the best of the three. I mean, I, I, them, the one that's coughing. What's her name? Minyoung. Minyoung. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, besides Hyorin, I think she has like the best so far in the competition. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. That's my far yeah, best no. song. Yeah. No, I, wow. Okay. Um, I'm very surprised. Um, <laughs> I, I liked the the bit that they were doing that they were you know pretending that they were going to do the everybody shake your body. No, 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 no. It's like oh, I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think you're going to do that. But you're f- scaring a lot of people. Um, but then they chose mask. Um, in a really cool way that they re, re remixed it and made it a brave girl song. I mean, it starts off city pop and it moves into like a funk sound. Um, and then brave bros from 2005 decided to put dubstep, <laughs> which brave it, sound. it works for a stage. I think that I'm okay with that, but listening to the song on its own, it's like, Oh yeah, the song shifts in a way that I don't particularly like. Um, really? It, it, I love it m- musically. Uh, oh well, there you go. Well, you are you and I are both old, so I mean it's something we're both familiar with. <laughs> um, I I think just musically, 
if I didn't know that a stage existed, it would catch me off guard. But because there was a stage, I can at least visualize why it exists. Like the why is okay, right? And sometimes when there's a switch up like that in a lot of songs, it's like you don't understand the why. Me personally, I just don't. Um, or this, it's like I can understand it. So I'm okay with it. But it's not like my favorite thing in the song. Um, okay. But like you said, uh, Minyoung, her vocals, I think, were a really nice um how should I phrase this like it it gives the character of brave girls for this song right her and you yeah, yeah definitely um you just that smile and that smirk in the corner of her corner of her mouth um uh but I do want to go into what you said about the choreography so brave girls to me don't feel like the choreography heavy group right um they have uh they do have Unji who is a fairly accomplished dancer um, but I think they do a nice job utilizing the stage where it doesn't have to just be choreography. They can be doing acting stuff on one side or they can be doing like the laser show. But the laser the laser show um, makes sense with the story because they're robbing the bank and there's lasers that they have to like navigate. <laughs> and then at the yeah. very end, they ha- they're just like making it rain with the Brave Bros money. And it's like, oh, that's like works, right? It's really fun because it's, it's a stage performance. Um, and I think that's how you can kind of hide the the lack of choreography or the, the, the de-emphasis of choreography. So I think they made it work for themselves. Um, for me, I love the stage. Um, my only concern with Brave Girls is that the general voting audience um, just won't vote for them for whatever reason, whether it's. Um, and this, this is just my like anecdotal like observation, right, where I feel like. Typically, the top two performances, it's very clear, like objectively, like, oh, which ones are the top two? So in round one, Yoden killed it. Um, Sonyo, I would say, like, that makes sense to me. So, like, if you're just a general audience member, it's like, okay, I can see those two. Everything else from there is like, who's your favorite? So then you just kind of vote for, like, who you like, right? You don't really think too much to rank past two. Um, and I feel like that's where Brave Girls is going to take a hit, where it's like after you get past three, you're just kind of slotting in who you're, uh, who's familiar to you, right? And I think that's that's it, it, that would make sense why Brave Girls didn't do so well in round one, even though I love that stage. I think that's actually the top three stage for me. Um, and here, this is not like a top stage um, relative to like Luna, right? My only, my, again, my fear is that people won't consider it a top two stage. I think it definitely could be. The top three stage definitely could be. But then the fear is that they drop down to six, right? So, uh, just. Uh, I mean, Brave Girls in the popularity, they are. Yeah, I'm looking at the. They're. At the least, uh, of, of the six, uh, out of the six members, they always they got popularity is such a hard. Yeah, it's because you can't control people gonna like. Yeah, yeah, because um and go ahead. the stage. I'm I'm looking at the count page. The, the views, right? Yeah, they're actually not bad. There are. 2.5 million right now. No, I'm 2.1. Brave girl. 2.5 is Tonya. 
And now it's it's understandable that the other fan bases are just um, you know other groups that have been more visible, more present over the past five years um, are getting the uh, the the views right. Um, and then with Kepler, um, the group was formed because of views, in part because of views. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, again, nothing against the girls. The girls are fine. They're great. It's just um, there are circumstances in which it is. Uh, it makes sense why the group is the way it is. That's all. Um, yeah, no. Hopefully, brave girls will pull through. Um, continue to do stages. Hopefully, they don't get eliminated. Hopefully, hopefully, no one gets eliminated because I think it's still a great collection of variations of um, sounds and styles in K-pop. Right? No way, Luna gonna get. No way. Yeah, I think I think they're fine. I think. It's kind of funny that they were last for the first challenge, and then that will probably never happen again. How do you like that decision? Just last. I think it was kind of dumb, <laughs> to be honest. It's like really, it's like you couldn't just wait. So like, well, what 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 are they gonna realistically? How are they gonna give the the live vote? That's true. Because they could they could give another audience, but then. Yeah, it wouldn't be controlled because only they can see one. You made so a good point, hard. actually. Yeah, I think in the moment, I think you just have to give them a zero for just not being there, and then hope that they don't get last in the next challenge. Um, I don't like it, but I argue it. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the most even way to look at it, right? Or it's it's just not a very favorable outcome. But I don't think there is a better outcome or better way to do it, right? Considering no, it's all a time, a time crunch. This is this is you no know, low key. Mnet, I think they got a new favorite. You know, they they set up the story for them. Kind of, you know, it's like a redemption. Can you say a redemption? Like clawing their way out of the bottom to the top. Hopefully, at the end. That would be kind of cool if at the end of this, like Luna. Like it shows this trajectory of just like climbing to the top and you know with all the challenges. It, it, the great right, part is go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're in. I was just gonna. The, the I feel like the 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 two like challenge spots right now are like between Luna and Wuju Sonia, um, to see like really who's gonna take it to the top. But go ahead. What were you gonna say? What was I? Forgot. <laughs> forgot. I'm old. I forgot. No worries. All right, um, so just kind of wrapping things up. Um, the previews have another group crying. We have Kepler and Eugen in the corner, crying our eyes out. I guess this is a thing now. I guess we're just going to preview members crying with zero context. That's all. Um, I went into my bit last last episode about why I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that, that is all because uh, Wuju Sonia got second. With XC crying. <laughs> and, um, Sola was, Sola was so, oh, yeah, Sola was awesome. Oh, she, yeah, God, yeah, hers was rough. It felt like someone like hurt her. Like, are you okay? I'm, yeah, here, I'm here for you. Imagine. Oh, um, can't forget, totally, totally forgot about that. Cardi B approved. Cardi B approved? <laughs> Do you not see it? The Twitter? No, I, yeah, she he wrote something as she liked Luna's stage. 
Is Cardi B is a K-pop fan more than just Blackpink? I love she it. She tweeted like she tweeted, "I like it." Yo, Cardi <laughs> B! Shout out to Cardi B raising your kids watching Queendom too. Let's go. You missed that? You didn't see that at all? Uh, I stay away from the internet. <laughs> For <laughs> not not in general, but just like I'm probably more disconnected than I should be, considering well, I'm part of like a K-pop community. So that happened. Yeah, I think it's just times where it's just like I miss things, you know. Uh, also, uh, about the teaser, we all missed because of the crying. Hyorin dangling in the middle of the stage. I think I missed that. I might have turned it off by that point. That. Oh, it's, yeah, I think it's the end, the tail end. Of mm, okay. My one again. Okay. Is, is she just going to run away with this? Um, this the show that that would be a very big departure from queendom one um again shout out to bomb for just showing up but she she was not put in a position to succeed considering the different challenges right um but this one's like oh no Hyoran's just gonna win everything okay cool saw that <laughs> teaser i'm like <laughs> to wait seven days for this right all right. Well, that does it. Um, you know, fun conversation. I love this show. I'm having the time of my life. This, this episode specifically, all of my favorites were uh, were given plenty of screen time. So just to recap, I love Exy. Thank you for the hair. Yoram, um, she is the other one that is very much hurting my uh, ability to focus on just Exy. So thank you for that. Um, and then Eve. God, Eve. Okay, I'm just, uh, I. That's all I'll say. Great outfit, Eve. Great leadership. Eve. Oh, man. Uh, any closing thoughts for you, sir? As as we uh, you know, head into episode four. Ah, uh, how can I close my thoughts when it's open? Not even close. Uh, ended yet. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and watch more stages. Yes, we should all be doing that. And um, the songs are all on Spotify. So if you, if you are all interested to just hear the songs without um, kind of visual components, I've been loving them the past couple of the past two days with the new songs. And then um, the past week or so with um, all of the songs from uh, the first two episodes. So, yeah, check them all out. They're all great. Um, let, let them live in your ear all week while you wait for the next episode. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Reach, I'm Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. Bye.